0: Welcome to Women in Venture Capital, a podcast by students for students. I'm
1: Roshveena. And I'm Anvita. And we are from the Harvard Business School.
0: Our guest today is Marjorie Radlow Zandi. Marjorie is an experienced angel investor and executive. She has been investing actively for years through the Launchpad Venture Group, a Boston area angel investing group primarily focused on high-tech and life sciences, and Branch Venture Group, a US-based angel network, investing exclusively in food-related startups. Prior to investing, Marjorie worked as an executive VP and COO at Vicom LB and later on as the Managing Director of the Vicom Business Unit within Waters, a publicly held company, having led the sale of Vicom to Waters. It's a real pleasure to have you on the show today, Marjorie. Thank you for coming.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be
0: here. So um, just to kick it off, I'll dive right into a little bit of your experience. I mentioned you spent almost a decade at Vicom in a number of leadership positions. So my question is, how did you end up? the company and can you talk about the growth journey and later on um the spin-off of the company
1: sure um i was on the board of bicam in its infancy while i was in silicon valley expanding markets globally for a number of software companies The other board members at Vicam lobbied me to join Vicam due to my experience in scaling businesses in Silicon Valley, which needed to happen at Vicam. So I took a cut and pay and was given a sizable equity position to join the organization. The mission of um, Vicam was to increase the safety of the global food supply by providing test kits for testing um, contaminants in food. I applied much of the same principles of global distribution and software to those in growing BICAM, a rapid test kit manufacturer worldwide from one country, um, which I started with to over 100 countries. Um, BICAM was funded by angel investors. It was important. Important to have a successful exit for all stakeholders, which included employees, customers, and investors. In order to obtain the optimal exit, I led an investment banking process and received 10 offers on the business. We selected the offer on the business, which was the most optimal for all three stakeholders, customers, employees, and investors. Waters had a core business and had several autonomous business units, uh, which BiCam became one of them. Thanks for sharing. This is really exciting. Um, would love to understand what attracted you to angel investing and what were your initial years like? Okay, hey, The transition from an entrepreneurial, creative, fast-moving private business, which was called Bicam, Bicam Limited Partners at, at the time, before it became Bicam Waters business, to the reserved quarterly earnings-focused public company was quite different. Beside, despite the radically different business environment at Waters, I loved my role and the team I led in the company and stayed after the sale because I off also deeply revered the product, um, food safety diagnostics and the difference it made in the lives of people across the globe. Eventually, my entrepreneurial spirit broke loose. I continued in a part-time consulting role um, to Waters for the Business, pivoting to my current role as an angel investor, mentor, board member, director, and advisor to early stage companies. As a first-time angel investor, I needed to get up to speed fast in investing. I was deeply knowledgeable about the industries I'd worked in and needed to learn more so I could apply this knowledge to evaluating early stage companies across many different industries. Being exposed to numerous startups, scouting for those companies and hearing their pitches, plus my time as an angel investor, learning from my angel colleagues and participating in the numerous education programs at Launchpad Venture Group, made me a better and more confident investor. So now I invest money and time in teams and missions that I believe in and actively seek out female and people of color, founders and leaders worldwide who have deep passions to drive to succeed.
0: Amazing. And just staying on the investment topic, are there any trend or themes that you're really excited about within innovation, um, especially now that we're, as some people say, in a new world post the pandemic?
1: Oh, absolutely. There are um, this, the themes I see is one is based on so much e-commerce. We're all shopping more online and that is really important with food also to see all the ingredients in food. And um, before this company um, came on the scene only um, it was very usual to see only 60% accuracy in some of the labeling that you'll see online. This is, this company has brought it to about 90 Nine percent um, accuracy, and now I think it's they 've done some additional work is even more it 's called food space, so it 's that whole better for you food concept of transparency in food, but also in the better for you food category is um, companies such as Waku, which is a um, from the a product from the Andes that was brought here by a um, a um, entrepreneur from there. And it's really to have a very good tasting alternative to kombucha for gut health, but one that tastes quite good. Another trend that I see is with all the different um, companion animals, dogs, cats, um, that we're all having um, as a result of the pandemic, there was a lot before, but even more now, it's really important as vet practice get inundated with more and more um, clients to have some type of some type of quick test, both at the home and through the veterinary offices. And QSM diagnostics is one coming uh, actually on the board of who is um, really leading the way in terms of rapid diagnostic tests for the veterinary industry. Additionally, immunotherapeutics are important both in the human space and in terms of the veterinary space. And one um, company that has developed um, some treatment products for animals, which um, specifically dogs now which develop cancer is Torigen, um, which is a less expensive, less invasive treatment for and more effective treatment for dogs which develop um, cancer. This is really interesting and uh, definitely a a great trend to pick on because, yeah, I mean, there is enough and more data now convincing us that during the pandemic, just pet care as an industry and people looking to get a pet um, really soared. And that's here to stay. So completely agree with a lot of solutions that you just proposed. Um, Changing gears a little bit, um, can you talk about often being the only woman in the room as an entrepreneur and even as an investor now? Did you feel that there were differences in perceptions that affected your work over the, over the last few years? I would say that I have, in terms of the investment groups that I'm part of, Launchpad Venture Group and Branch Venture Group, they have a huge diverse set of both investors and entrepreneurs that they fund. So I haven't seen it in, in the investment groups that I am part of. Um, this was not the case um, earlier in my career in terms of, um, basically, I was in New York City um, a, a few decades after the Mad Men era, so there was some crazy stuff that went on there, and in Silicon Valley also, where I there were some, some issues. Um, one company, if you're interested, I could tell you a story. Would that be of interest? Absolutely. Okay, I joined a software company in Palo Alto, where the composition of the professionals of the company was 60% men and 40% women. All seemed to be going well professionally until I found out about a new mandatory job requirement for women, a few months after I joined. It involved modeling couture clothes for the owner of the company and his friends. I tried every way to get out of doing this. And I was basically told you either do this or you're fired. Um, So I had a mortgage to pay and I I did it, but I was able right afterwards, within a few months, I was able to secure a job at a different company um, and the position compensated me twice what I made at that firm. So um, times have changed. I don't see something like this happening today.
0: That is a, an incredible story. I don't think I've ever heard of something like that, but I'm glad you actually shared it with us. Thank you. Um, and I'm going to stay on the on the same topic. So in an article you wrote for um, Thrive Global, you talked about the need to level the playing field for women and people of color. Um, can you elaborate on your views on how we can execute on that? I know you talked about how as an angel investor, um, a lot of your time and... Um, money is going to startups that put women and people of color at the forefront.
1: Yes, that's right. Um, And actually, the majority of my investments are um, in terms of um, entrepreneurs who are people of color or women. Um, But I think as a whole, if Angel investment groups, like what Launchpad Venture Group does and what Branch Venture Group does, diversifies their investor pool by sex, ethnic, and geographical background. It's either easier for female founders, people of color, people from other countries to invest to investors who they um, relate to and uh, see seeing someone that looks like themselves. Um, and that really helps quite a bit. Additionally, um, angel investment groups need to intentionally recruit more qualified women, people of color, people from diverse backgrounds to be angel investors. And angel groups should really identify those companies that they funded, particularly so they can show the commitment to a whole diverse set of entrepreneurs. I think that's really going to help the ecosystem. I would also say that there is more and more groups and mentoring groups and connection groups out there. Some that I'm part of is um, Harvard University Capital Partners, the Venture Mentoring Network of Northeastern University, the Capital Network. Um, One Valley out of Silicon Valley, Manatee Mentors, which is based in um, Switzerland, and they're all um, devoted in, in many ways to helping entrepreneurs of many different backgrounds. I think the opportunity to improve is there is still a challenge globally, an investment in the early friends and family rounds. Um, for many um, economically um, challenged people throughout the globe. And I think that's where a big opportunity for improvement would lie.
0: Absolutely echo everything you've said. um, And it resonates with a lot of of what we've heard from uh, a lot of the exceptional women we've had on the podcast so far. Thank you so much, Marjorie. Um, That wraps up our um, Q&A, but I do wanna end with some fun and really short questions that give us a little more of insight about who you are as a person, um, personally and professionally. So if you're good, we're gonna get
1: started. Um, I'll start
0: easy. The first question is, uh, given that you mentioned pets, are you a dog or a cat person?
1: Absolutely a dog person. okay especially to me (laughs) for particular i love standard poodles absolutely amazing yes
0: (laughs) poodles are yep that's my priority whenever i get a pet that's definitely what i'm going for Mm -hmm. um any books or even tv shows or movies you've watched recently that um really inspired you
1: I would say um, it's actually an oldie, but I reread it um, recently. It's uh, the book Getting to Yes. It's really, and I think a lot of our political leaders could learn a lot, but if they implement some of the strategies in that book also, it's really um, negotiating based on common interests. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a win-lose um, the scenario, just really keeping that in mind in the many activities that one does.
0: Great, and um, my last question for you, and, and we love asking the Star Wars guests. But who has been a, a role model in your life, and this
1: can be personal or professional? I would say, um, actually, I would say it's more on a personal level. It would be my grandmother. My grandmother came from the. Um, aristocracy um, in Russia and St. Petersburg and she came from a a very aristocratic family and had to leave the country because of the revolution about 19 years old. She um, came to a country, had to learn the language, had to and then what she did is she developed herself um, into an artist and actually she had several uh, showings of artwork both in Boston and New York City, but for her to make that transformation from one country to another, her brothers did also, and one of her brothers actually, um, my great uncle became one of the top tax accountants in the world and it was part of, he was actually one who helped bring Al Capone down. And the other great uncle of mine, um, became a world-renowned conductor, Andre Castellanis. But this is from um, an immigrant family coming over to this country and really um, trying to make it in a different way and in a different environment. Um, The three stories of them are just hugely inspirational to me.
0: She sounds absolutely exceptional (laughs) and inspirational, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much, Marjorie, for joining us today on the show. I'm sure our listeners will really enjoy this
1: conversation. Okay, thank you for having me.